Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. I have a message tonight, and I, I do apologize. There won't, won't be much on the screen tonight. But you're going to have to follow along, and I know that you guys, you're good students of the Word. And you have your pencil and your paper ready, so we're not going to worry about it tonight. Uh, Pastor preached on Sunday a powerful, powerful word. Uh, I, I actually, after I got that, I was listening to it on YouTube, and I, share, I was sharing it with different people. You got to listen to this one. Amen. And uh, just a powerful word about distractions. And uh, there was a point in the... Uh, <laughs> well, Lord. <laughs> well, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> there was a, a point in the message where I, I, I really honed in on where he spoke about Jesus. Uh, I, I realized that Jesus... He was very keen about the season that he was in, the timing he was in. And I began to think about things that I have been paying attention to. Sometimes I don't mean to. They just pop up. And I, I, I usually ask my wife, do you see that? And she's like, no. <laughs> It is very important that we know the time that we are living in. Tonight, I'm going to talk about falling away, 2021. Falling away. As pastor was preaching, this scripture jumped in my spirit, 1 Chronicles 12 and 32. First Chronicles 12 and 32. And it says this, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. The children of Israel were men that had understanding of the times. And not only an understanding of the times that they were living in, they knew what they ought to do in that time. And we are living in some times. Will you agree with that? We are living in some times. But we have to know and pinpoint what times we're living in. Let's pray. Father, we just want to give you thanks and praise again. We thank you, Lord, for your word. You thank you, Lord, because we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. God, open our ears to hear tonight, God. Lord, touch every person tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that... Uh, that you would move by your hand upon us, Lord, and 
Lord, that you will allow us to know the time that we're living in and take heed according to your word. Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Falling away, 2021. The scripture comes from 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. It's kind of going to be a, a little teaching tonight. So I'm going to throw some things at you and uh, just write fast. <laughs> Second Thessalonians 2 and 3. It says this, let no one in any way deceive you. For it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. And you're in the King James, it says, falling away. There's a falling away. That word falling is the word apostasy. Apostasy. If you go to 1 Timothy 4 and 1, it says this. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. People will depart from the faith. If there had been any other time that this has happened, it has been in this time and this season that we've been in here this year and last year. That word departing, it means defection. Defection. If you look up the word apostasy in the Webster Dictionary, it says, a renunciation of religious faith. It also means abandonment of a previous loyalty. Abandonment. I began to, because of some things I was seeing, I began to do a little research. I went to uh, Bible dot knowing Jesus topics and I put in falling away from God and and in the bible dot knowing Jesus dot com I'm letting you know so you know where I get this from now I'm not making this stuff up I'm letting you know right now not making this up it says this, it's more than disturbing lately to hear of so many prominent Christian personalities turning from the faith. It seems as though it's becoming a regular occurrence to read their statements explaining the reason for their departure. It is painful. Some of these you may have heard or seen on television. Because the world is quick to point out when a Christian, a pastor, leaves the faith. Number one I got on here is Hillsong uh, songwriter Marty Sampson. 
He wrote, time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith. Maybe that was a prophecy. Christians, this is what he said, Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. I am not in anymore. This, this is where we are in 2021. This is where we are. Someone who wrote songs, songs that we sang, songs of worship. He's with Hill Song. Come on. But He's not in it anymore. People shall give heed to seducing spirits. Another one talks about, after announcing his divorce, Joshua Harris, author of I Kiss Dating Goodbye and former pastor of a megachurch in Maryland, renounced his faith saying, I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. It's deconstruction. That's what they're calling it. But the Bible calls it falling away. So we have people, a pastor of a mega church here. He, he, he's at a a massive shift and left his church. Shift in his faith. Dave Gass, the former pastor of Grace Family Fellowship, pastor at Covenant Church and Cedar Community Church, took to social media and announced. After 40 years of being a devout follower, 20 of those being an evangelical pastor, I'm walking away from the faith. Even though this has been a massive bomb drop in my life, it has been decades in making. So he didn't just drop out. <laughs> okay, so people don't just drop out from church. Like, you came in last Sunday and you saw them, and then the next Sunday they quit. Well, they didn't just quit that Sunday that you came in. They quit a long time ago. You just didn't know. And most times, you know, the pastors know, but you don't know. They quit a long time ago. They bailed out a long time ago. The latest high-profile Christian personality to renounce his faith is Paul Maxwell, the well-known Desiring God writer. Now, I, this caught me because I read Desiring God devotionals. Have you ever, any of you ever heard of Desiring God? Uh, I read the Desiring God devotionals. Maxwell said on his Instagram feed, what I really miss is connection with people. What I've discovered is that I'm ready to connect again. I'm kind of ready not to be angry anymore. I love you guys and I love all the friendships and support I've built here. And I think it's important to say that I'm just not a Christian anymore. This, this is 2021. This is where we are today. And I have been thinking about this, these kind of things for a while, because when, when we started back up, 
to our services, there were many that didn't come back. And some I text and they wouldn't even text me back, <laughs> you know. And then I would see some there on Facebook. You, you don't even know if they, they're even going to church anywhere else. And I think in many ways, COVID just provided an excuse for something that was already in their heart. All right. It's real talk night, night. Okay. All right. Real talk. We have a lot of people who the enemy caused, seduced to defect from the faith. And many of them, after they defect, they don't even realize that the devil uses them. Uses them. Because of some people who I've seen here lately, on television, on commercials, I start to look up some of these people. Uh, and and it's, it's crazy. This stuff is crazy. Uh, one is Katy Perry. Katy Perry, raised in a strict evangelical Christian household. Kath, uh, Katy's father was a preacher, and so the family spent the majority of their time in church. Growing up, Katie was on track to become a gospel singer, spent time in Nashville to record a gospel album. It quickly changed with Katie when she moved to Los Angeles at 17 to pursue a career in show business. She quickly rose to fame in 2008 with her song, I Kissed a Girl. Generated a lot of controversy. Since then, Katie has been open about her disdain for the Christian faith. Saying in an interview uh, with Marie Claire, this magazine, right? Does anybody know? Oh, okay. I, I, I was hoping some people were in the house. <laughs> I don't believe in a heaven or a hell or an old man sitting on a throne. I believe in a higher power bigger than me because that keeps me accountable. Her parents, though upset, she left the faith, asked fellow Christians not to judge Katie, but instead pray for her. I agree with that. We need to pray for her. We need to pray for her. This, now, I'm bringing this up because these are the people that are influencing our young people today. With their videos, which nobody should be looking at no matter what your age is, you know. Oh, my God. There, uh, there was an article about Brad Pitt was raised by two devout Baptist parents, sang in the church choir. In high school, Pitt's parents joined a more charismatic movement, which encouraged members to speak in tongues and raise their hands in praise. Now, however, Pitt hovers between atheists and agnostic. Because he says the church experience was something he never understood. Uh, he was speaking at a, a Cannes Film Festival uh, at, a, at a press conference. And he said, many people find religion to be very inspiring. Myself, I find it to be stifling. I grew up 
with Christianity, and I remember questioning it greatly. I grew up being told God is going to take care of everything, and it doesn't always work out that way. These, these are the, the influencers. These are the people on, on the big screen, and they're influencing this generation, influencing people away from the gospel. People who were previously in the church are influencing people outside of the church. So when I hear some people who have left the church talk about how they're doing so much better outside of the church, I know, first of all, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. You are seduced by devils. And now devils are using you to seduce others. This is where we are today. 2021. The falling away. Now I am not an end time expert. I'm not, never will claim to be. But Somebody has to know something is going on here. Since, since the quarantine, <laughs> things really have not been the same. And if, and if we can't recognize that there is an escalation of people defecting from the church, there's an escalation of evil and immorality in the world. There is an escalation that is going on that is unprecedented. And if we can't recognize that, we need to get in touch with God. Because whether we admit it or not, apostasy has happened, it's still happening, and it will get worse as we get towards the close of this age. In my research, I went to the Barna, Barna organization. They do a lot of research. And George Barna said this, the great apostasy occurs when professing Christians abandon, abandon biblical Christianity. As you can see by the trusted research of the Barner Organization, a steep falling away is occurring. He, they wrote, he wrote that this year. Roman Catholics are now led by a pope who denies cardinal doctrines and demonstrates his love for creation above the creator. Protestants are led by mostly non-educated, self-centered, money-hungry, false prophets whose only good use is to provide fodder for the Babylon bee. Meanwhile, people in the pews are checking out, and this will only increase in the wake of the coronavirus. The mainstream media, once they start paying attention to the weakness of the modern church, will mount an all-out attack. It is already beginning. George Barna wrote that. In the Washington Post uh, last year, on April the 24th, 
They wrote this, some experts think the coronavirus could reshape the country's religious landscape and wipe out many houses of worship. Now, when the world can see what's going on, anticipate what's going on, they even have an expectation of it. People in the church ought to know what season they're in and what time you're living in. There's an article in the Christian Post dated uh, August 26, 2020. And it says this, one in five congregations will close as a result of the coronavirus. I was looking this up because I was talking to somebody, uh, someone I know, and they were telling me that their church wasn't open still. And I was kind of shocked because this is, you know, decent-sized church, quite a few people, you know. And they're still not open. And when I told them, I said, we've been open. We've been open. And they said, what? I said, look, we wasn't playing. As, <laughs> as soon as somebody said go, we ran out. <laughs> to get back into the house of God. Are you kidding me? Uh, we had Muslims that were excited about getting back in their houses. We had Buddhists excited about getting back in their places of worship. And you mean tell me the Christians couldn't come out? Something's wrong. We got too many Christians still on quarantine. It says, though many churches are now reopening, there are a lot less people coming. Many of the church attendees did not feel that the relationships were as deep as they thought. Donations are being affected since attendees are not seeing the value that they were expecting from church attendance. What is really at the core of the deep, uh, the dropping attendance? What's really at the core? About one-fifth of, of, of attendees were apparently going to church to get something from the pastor or the service. They are attending church as if it were an entertainment service, one that should give them something of value, a feel-good experience, as opposed to being there to worship God giving thanks for his love, care, and provision, and the fellowship with other believers. So, God was pulling the cover off on the people that just came like they go to the theater. Just came for a show. Just came to be entertained. Just wanted the, the praise and worship team to get them fired up and the pastor to pump them up. And then when, the, when we went into the quarantine, Pastor Hill, they didn't have anything of substance. They found out they didn't have anything of substance because they weren't there to worship God. I'm so glad that we're in a place of worship, where it's all about Jesus. Come on. 
Now, I want to, I'm going to talk about this next session, but I have to begin with this story about how to cook a frog. <laughs> they say to cook a frog, you don't throw them in a pot of boiling water. Is that right, Pastor Hill? Because if the water is boiling, he'll jump out. Some of you probably have tried that, sounds like. What you do is you put him in the water while it's cold. Then you turn the heat up on him. <laughs> and you start to slowly cook that joker. <laughs> you know, that's how the enemy operates. That's exactly how he operates. He's not going to give you everything all at once. It's going to be gradual. Now, the word apostasy in the Greek is the word apostasia. Apostasia. Say apostasia. Okay, and that's made up of two words in the Greek. Apo, A-P-O, which means to depart from. And stasia, S-T-A-S-I-A, which means your stand. To depart from your stand. And within these last two years, what we have seen is a, de a departure from the stand. A departure from the word of God. A departure from the faith. A departure from morality. A departure from the ways of God. If you go deeper into the meaning of it, it means to give a writing of divorcement. You, people have divorced God. Giving him a writing of divorcement. Told God, I quit you. Look how many people have done a 180 on God. Went flip-flop. Backpedaled, done an about face. There's three areas that I can see where we are in this apostate situation. We have first the apostasy of a nation. It's, it's really been gradual. Because we, we took prayer out of schools and took prayer even, even not just out of schools, out of some of our places of gathering. I remember being at a game and they opened the game up in prayer. You do that nowadays, somebody will have a lawsuit, you know. I, I remember just being in different places and, and it was just okay to open up in prayer. But it's not like that anymore. We've removed the Ten Commandments, uh, the, you know, the, the statues of Ten Commandments and the pictures of Ten Commandments from all our government uh, buildings. We've changed the definitions of sin. We pass laws that support sin, addictions, immorality, lottery, there was a time when gambling was viewed as one of society's most godless acts. 
People used to sneak and buy their lottery stuff. <laughs> but today, I, I, I went on uh, Facebook and I was scrolling and saw a Christian brother had bought lottery tickets and posted it. It's like, you know. But nowadays, it's not a sin. Not a sin. It's okay if, to do an occasional, occasional betting, you know, or bet on horses or bet on a basketball game or, you know, abortion, homosexuality, prostitution. Fox News, September 12, 2021. I'm giving you this so you, you can look it up yourself. California lawmakers on Friday advanced a bill that would decriminalize loitering with the intent to work as a prostitute. With supporters claiming the current law unfairly targets minorities, according to reports. I, I would be offended. Come on. The controversial bill will be sent to the governor's desk in January. California voters head to the polls Tuesday to decide whether to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. While proponents of the bill say minorities and transgender people are often singled out in the disproportionate numbers by the loitering law based on the way they're dressed. Opponents claim the proposal would take away a tool from law enforcement to help sex trafficking victims. The bill passed 41 to 26 in the assembly after intense debate. And now in January, this, this coming January, goes to the governor's office. So they want to decriminalize prostitution. This is where we are, the apostasy of a nation, where anything goes. We have the apostasy of denominations. It's been gradual because a lot of denominations have had a fear of offending people. And because they've had a fear of offending people, they've stopped singing blood songs. Stop singing about... Stop singing about the blood. The very thing that saved you. Stop singing about the blood. That makes no sense. But see, with seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Many of them have stopped singing songs that even say the name Jesus. Because they'll say God, and they'll say Lord, but they don't want to say the name of Jesus. I, I couldn't go to a church where they couldn't say the name Jesus. Come on. You mean, we can't say the name Jesus? My God. This is where we are, the apostasy of denominations. And... Not only are they not singing blood songs, they don't even preach about the blood of Christ. Now, if they're not singing about the blood, if they're not teaching or preaching about the blood, 
then how are people being saved? <laughs> this, is the, this is where we're living in 2021. No wonder people are having a hard time with church because if you're not singing and preaching about the blood of Jesus, if you can't even say the name of Jesus, you're not even saved. The Bible says they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They don't preach about hell. So people just think they'll just live. They, you can live any kind of way and, and you'll be okay. God's just going to receive you into heaven. They open their doors to homosexual and lesbian ministers. Now, I didn't say to people because we want them to come in. Remember, with, with sin, any sin, we hate the sin. We love the sinner. So it's not about being homosexual because lying will send you to hell just as quickly as being homosexual. Come on. They opened the doors to homosexual and lesbian ministers. New York Times made... Now, I, a lot of this stuff, I know this. I, and sometimes I don't mean to, but I'm like, dude, for real? For real? Because the world is quick to advertise these times. Because the world wants to discredit Christ. New York Times, May 10th, 2021. U.S. Lutheran Church elects its first openly transgender bishop. The Reverend Megan Rohrer was elected to lead a synod that includes about 200 Lutheran congregations in northern and central California. Oh, and when they put when you pull the article up, you know that has that. In big letters, openly transgender, because the world gets excited about sin. And, and so when and so when it seems like now now just think about this. We're just we're just talking, right? Just think about this. The world spends so much time to try to bash and discredit God and his church. But they so want the church's validation. <laughs> they so want the church to validate their sin. Something ain't right. Hartford Courant is a, is a, uh, it's a newspaper. Hartford Courant by Darcy Ortique in December 27, 2020. She wrote this. Daryl Goodwin the first black LGBTQ plus executive conference minister of the United Church of Christ. For hundreds of years, the United Church of Christ has been symbolized by the white steeples that rise all over the New England landscape. But the church, now one of America's most progressive Christian denominations, has a new symbol. Daryl Goodwin, 
the first openly gay African-American to lead a UCC conference. The apostasy of denominations. So we have the the apostasy of nations, the apostasy of denominations, and also the apostasy of a person. In the case of most people, it's gradual. They stop reading their Bible. They stop attending church services. And if they're not, if they're still coming to church, this is another thing they do. They turn church into a social event. They come out for social events. They won't show up for regular services. They wouldn't show up for a Wednesday night like like tonight because for you to show up on a Wednesday night if if you're not working and you're not ill, you would have to be serious. It, It would take a commitment. And so they wouldn't show up for a Wednesday night service, but when we have dinner, they'll come. We have some things going on. They'll come so that they'll be seen. You know, everybody else is here, and it's nothing real serious, you know. But they'll come to eat and hang out. You know, it has to be an atmosphere that's kind of set where you don't look so obvious hanging out in the hall with people and just talking and yakking, you know. <laughs> come on now. Y'all know how people are. They, they never speak up in truth for fear of offending someone. This, this is where we are today. We are in the falling away. People are falling away. Falling away from the faith. Falling away from God. Falling away from the church. That Greek word apostasia has two meanings. The first one is falling away from the stand. Departing from the stand. Let me give you the second one. I'm I'm about at the end. Apostasia. The second definition is to depart. Apo. Stasia, from the state of being, the state of existence. Haven't you noticed today that we have men departing from being men? We have women departing from the state of womanhood. We have fathers departing from the state of fatherhood. We even have mothers departing from the state of motherhood. Let me prove it to you. USA Today. September 17, 2021. Listen, if I talked about anybody that you like, don't email me. (laughs) 
Don't email me because I, listen, I've been in some type of mood since, since the quarantine. They shouldn't have never let me get shut up and not be able to come to church. <laughs> I was mad <laughs> for three months. I couldn't go to church. What? They should never let that happen. So don't email me because I bring up some of these people y'all like. Don't, don't email me. Don't call me. Pastor's number is 317. <laughs> USA Today, September 17, 2021. Now, you guys know uh, Elon Musk, right? Anybody? anybody? Elon Musk is the, the billionaire who uh, has that SpaceX program, and they just took civilians into space. No astronauts, civilians into space. Okay, you got to be crazy. Because <laughs> I'm not going up in space with a bunch, if I was going, I'm not going up in space with a bunch of civilians. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Some people had just too much money. <laughs> USA Today. So Elon Musk, you know, he's a billionaire, and he's got all these. He's the uh, owner of the, he's the CEO of uh, SpaceX and uh, Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, somebody said, oh, yeah. He, he's the one that made your car. Yes. So there's an article in the USA Today, yeah, September 17th. And if you have one, my birthday is, I'm just kidding, okay. USA Today, September 17, 2021. The 33-year-old uh, musical artist, whose real name is Claire Butcher, said that, speaking of his wife, I forget her name, Talayla Talayla, her name is Talayla something, her stage name is Talayla something. Uh, I can't even, who, it's not you. <laughs> Rick, it's not her. <laughs> but the 33-year-old musical artist, whose real name is Claire Butcher, said, their 16-month-old son she shares with Elon Musk refers to her by name only. And this is a quote from her in the USA Today. She said in a Vogue video, being a mother feels weird to say. For some reason, I don't identify with that word. She's, she says, uh, he says Claire, but he doesn't say mama. Butcher said referring to her son, who she affectionately has named X. Okay, so there, his, his name is X. She continued, maybe he can sense my distaste for the word mother which I don't even know why I have a distaste for it because I respect it. I just can't identify with it. 
Now, now, when this came out, when she said that, it was on video. But other people started commenting, saying that they don't identify with being a mother. How do you not identify with being a mother? You had the child. See, listen, when the devil is in stuff, there is all types of confusion. Because he is the author of confusion. Somebody should have said, child, you are confused. You are definitely confused. You had the child. You are a mother. Oh, my goodness. These people are something else. I, Hollywood is something else. It, they crack me up. I'm serious. I be like, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, you know, her son's name is X and then A-E, which is it's an elven spelling. So X means unknown variable. That's what it is. The A-E is an elving Elvin, elf, as in elf, A-E, elven spelling, which means artificial intelligence. A-12, that's his name. <laughs> the A represents archangel, and the the. When together with the A-12, it's, it's their, their, uh, represents their, uh, one of their favorite aircrafts. Yeah, Hollywood. I, I'll tell you, for Hollywood, I, I could preach about Hollywood all day long because I, I know this stuff with them. Because I, I, I'm trying to warn people. And I got a lot of young people on my job, and I'm like, woo, y'all, this is a mess. This right here is a mess. And people are, de people are deceived. They're deceived by seducing spirits. We have families departing from the state of family. A lot of young people, I find that they, they don't even know what a family looks like. Because we have, for a long time, departed from the state of family. Marriages departing from the state of marriage. Hollywood is, Hollywood is great with that. You know, they always have these marriages and where, you know, they, they have marriages, but we're married, but we're, it's okay to have a girlfriend here and a girlfriend there. And then the spouse has a boyfriend and, Departing from the state of marriage. To depart. Man is departing from the state of humanity. If you don't believe me, look up transhumanism. Transhumanism. I discovered this from an article on my job. Transhumanism. So what transhumanism is, is this. Taking the DNA from an animal and fusing it with the DNA of a human being. Yeah, 
the, the, listen, the things that you're watching on these superhero movies have prepared us for this type stuff. Transhumanism. And so, so their theory is this. Um, let, me, let me help you understand it. Their theory is this. A bat does not fly by seeing. Flies by sonar. So they say if we use the DNA of a bat to help people, we can cure blindness. Yeah. Transhumanism. Yeah. And a lot of drug companies are behind it. So uh, I hope nobody from my job is watching. <laughs> I'd like to keep my job. <laughs> this is where we're living, though. This is where we are in 2021. The f falling away. Because... Man came into existence because of the word. In the beginning, the Bible says, was the word. And God brought man into existence by the word of God. And if you then depart from the word, then you lose your state of existence. Uh, we've got to, listen, what do you do? What do we do then? The antonym for depart is join. It is to hold to, keep to, to occupy. Today, we got to hold more strongly to the word of God. We got to hold more strongly to the faith of God. We've got to dig in and, and hold more strongly to the church of God. Why? He said he's coming back for a church that doesn't have a spot or a wrinkle. And if you're not a part of the church, then he won't be coming back for you. We got to commit more strongly to the ways of God. We got to commit to the faith of God, the church of God, to the stand of God. We got to commit to the stand of God. If God said it, that's how it is. If this Bible says it, this how it is, that is how it is. And let every man be a lie and God be true if much of the world's departing then you as a child of God what you got to do is you got to join in you got to hold on you've got to cleave to what you're being taught what you're what you're learning you got to hold fast to it Matthew 4 and 4 says this but the answer said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. You don't live by the things of this world alone. You live by every word. We live by every word that God speaks. Psalm 119 to 9. 
Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to the word. You cleanse your way by taking heed to the word of God. Hebrews 4.14 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Our profession, listen, they might not want to say the name of Jesus, but the name of Jesus is my profession. <laughs> He's my profession. He's my confession. The name of Jesus. I wish somebody would say, I can't say Jesus. Matter of fact, sometimes I like going to those churches where they can't, you know, they hardly do anything. I, I, sometimes, because I'll be like, amen. To see, just to see how people's reaction. <laughs> Jesus. On my job, when I hear people, I know some of them, they aren't saved, and they'll say, they're frustrated, they'll say, Jesus. I say, yes, call them, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, I'm going to get it in anywhere I can. I'm going to say the name of Jesus. Listen, I was already stirred up anyway, because on my way to the job, I was in the car calling on them. I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus work on me. Jesus move in me. Jesus save somebody tonight. Jesus touch somebody tonight. Colossians 1, 21, 23. You can come to the music. And you that were sometime alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled. Groundation. Groundation. Come on. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. We have to be rooted and grounded. We have to continue in the faith. We have to continue in the word. We have to continue in prayer. We have to continue with God. You know, people ask me a lot. They say, well, did God send the coronavirus? I said, I don't know if God sent it, but God uses everything. <laughs> God uses everything. This is why the devil can't get one up on God. Because if the devil puts something out there, God's just going to use it. <laughs> it, it, it. I tell them, I don't know, I don't know if God sent it, but it is possible that God is using the coronavirus to separate the goats from the sheep and the wheats, the wheat from the tares. You know, this just may be, and this is just me, this just may be the testing ground to see who's going to stand. Who's going to stick with him? My wife, she used to tell, I have a niece named Heaven. And, and every time she comes by or comes over or we see her, my wife says, Heaven, everybody talking about Heaven ain't going there. 
She says it every time. <laughs> She's been saying it all that poor girl's life. <laughs> uh, but it's true. And right now we're starting to see, we're seeing a separation. God's going to see who really just, who wants him. Who wants him? Do you want him bad enough that you'll hang in there no matter what comes? Do you want God bad enough? Do you want him bad enough that no matter what the world throws your way, you're going to stick with God? That no matter what laws they put in place, you're going to stick with God. I know we say things like, you know, God's got my back, but God's looking for somebody that has his back. Do you have his back? Are you standing for him? Or do we cower down because we don't want to offend anybody? Don't want to offend anyone, so we just ain't, not going to say anything. I'm, I'm finding, you know, we say this a lot. You can say whatever you want to say. If you say it in the right way, I, I use that even with the gospel. <laughs> I use it all the time with people because I want to let them know Jesus is the only way. He's the only way. Do people want to hear it? No, they don't. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the gospel. They don't, don't want to hear that God will wash away your sins. They don't want to hear that. A lot of them don't. They want to hear that they're okay. They want to hear that what they're doing is right. But we have to come. We are light in the darkness. We're a city that's set on a hill. And God said, what did he say? Don't put your candlestick under a bushel. You got to let your light shine before men so that they will see your good works. How else are people going to know unless they see us live it out and walk it out? Unless we come, become the embodiment of this thing. Unless the word becomes flesh in us and we be as he is in this world, we got to live it. We got to hold fast. We got to walk it even if we don't feel like it because somebody's watching us. Are you going to be the next one to bail out? Or are you going to be the next one to jump ship? on God if it's not the coronavirus it'll be something else some other excuse the masses of people catch the flu and all of a sudden can't nobody go to church he didn't say forsake not yourselves for coming together except when there's a virus we got to come together even more so. Even more so now than we ever had before. 
I've got to get around some people that's praying. I need to be around some saints because this world is ever more wicked and it's getting worse every day. I've got to get around some people who love God and love the word of God. You know, I love sports, but I like being around people that want to talk about more than sports. And I know, I know I get on people's nerves. I know I get on my family's nerves because they, we, we, we get together with our family. Everybody wants to talk about everything. And I like to talk about those things. But I love to talk about my Jesus. I love to talk about God. I love to break open this word. I love to do that. And I, I love it. And, and when we want other people to experience him, but they're not going to experience him if we cower down to the world and we bail out. We got to know the time we're living in. We're living in the falling away. We're living in the apostasy age. This is just before his coming. I told somebody the other day, I said, I will not be surprised if Jesus not, does not come within the next six to ten years. Because wickedness is increasing rapidly. Because the devil knows his time is winding up. He has but a short time. And so if he's ramping things up like this, that means I got just a short time to get my family saved. I got just a short time to get my brothers and sisters saved, my, my nephews saved. I have just a short time to get my co-workers in the kingdom of God. I got just a short time to do a work for God. We got to do it right now because time is winding up. Come on, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. It's, I'm telling you, it's harvest time. This is harvest time. Get in your word. Study the word of God. Don't just read it. Study the word of God. Get in some prayer. Get in the house of God. Every chance we get, we need to get in the house of God. Because the world, listen, the world is anticipating churches shutting down. But listen, there's a remnant that ain't shutting down. We ain't shutting down. Now, I know I talked about people falling away, but do you know I've noticed we've got new people coming in? Listen, the devil can never outdo God. As soon as he thinks he's doing something, God says, now watch this. I know you thought you did something, but watch this. The replacements are coming. <laughs> oh, my God. God's adding to the church such as should be saved. We are living in harvest times. People have been coming in. 
we're getting ready for revival. Yeah, God's getting us ready. Oh, my God. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Come on. Let's give God some praise. Let's honor him right now. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. 